The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota, and I love talking about women in agriculture. The women of Common Ground Minnesota are volunteers who are volu- you know, taking their time to chat with you about what it's like to live on a farm and grow food in Minnesota. Here's some really great news about this group. They have just launched a newsletter that you can basically sign up for at commongroundminnesota.com, and you get the latest you know, events, giveaways, delicious recipes, all sorts of great stories from the farm. And I got to tell you, it's just a really cool thing to get into your inbox every month. And it's it's kind of an, a way in. If you're wondering, like, I don't know what I'm going to ask when I go to Common Ground, Minnesota. Well, this is just an introduction and a way to get you guys to meet the farmers at Common Ground, Minnesota. The Common Ground Minnesota volunteers, remember, their goal is to be a resource for your food and farming questions. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at Common Ground, M-I-N-N, CommonGroundMinnesota.com. What time is it? Time for the weekly dish. I want fries on my pizza, the rabbit and tortilla barbecue. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Stephanie Hansen, and we are talking about food fun and Halloweeny weenie things. Yes, and we are here with Jeff Hertzberg and Zoe Francois, always our first radio, my first radio guest. Uh, so I'm always excited to share that. Yes, there's like a legend. I know I, we have to say it every time. I, I I was kind of freaking out because I'm freaking out about cookbook stuff in general because I'm supposed to do my cover this week. I can't believe you guys have sold over one million copies of Artisan Bread in various stages. Like, that's crazy. I mean, that's joy of cooking crazy. Put your microphone close to your face. Um yeah. Okay, and just so you guys know, we are going to take a break. We're not going to do top two in hour two right now. We're going to do that after this. So just to be clear. Okay, sorry. We should have told our producer. <laughs> I know, I know. You just kind of jumped in, but that's okay. So that's good. Um, yeah, you guys are sort of like now cookbook royalty. What do you think? Is <laughs> that excited. is that how that works? It's totally how it works. Yeah. She has got a crown on right now. I you was going to say it. the same. I can't oh, believe you stole really? my You stole your punchline. minds right? alike. I know. Well, that's good. It's artisan <laughs> bread, the best of, in five minutes a day. Yes. And do, I think it's worth that we should explain what the synopsis is of what this is, because people still don't know how easy it is to make bread in some situations. Oh, just the basic method. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, I think the entire country knows how to do it uh, now. I don't know. <laughs> well, they do. but I mean, I still level set is good, but it's just crazy how many people actually do know now. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, if they've sold There's over a, a million lot. books, I yeah, know millions of people baking it. But it's super easy, which is why I think it resonated with people. Um, so you just dump ingredients. Our master recipe is flour, water, salt, and yeast. That's it. Four things. Yeah. You dump it all into a big bucket, about 
five, six quarts and uh, mix it up with a spoon or what we like is a Danish dough whisk. You Danish have to dough Google, whisk. Google it. Google it. It's good. And you just uh, stir that up. No kneading. Um, let it rise on the counter for about two hours. And then you can bake from it or you can store it for up to two weeks in the refrigerator. So as you want bread, you just take out a piece. We're making enough dough for about four loaves of bread or eight pizzas. Yeah. Um, and that's it. So we have hundreds of recipes. Um, total, this book is 80 of our absolute favorites. How do you pick after all of this? I know it's like it. picking your did children. You have to, yeah, I was going to say, did you basically have to like... We had a fight and wrestle over there. <laughs> there was um, punching, some hair of, pulling. Some of it was easy. Um, you know, our absolute favorite. We had to have the basic loaf. We had to have challah. We had to have brioche. And essentially, you can make anything in the book from those three, but then you want to be able to use whole grain and rye. So a simpler way to vary is in there. How to use a scale is in there. There yeah. is new stuff. Oh, there's new stuff. Stuff we discovered. Like Things we've learned. About how to make a loaf bread slice with perfectly even slices. I dare not even say it on Can't the radio. Can't you say it? Can't you okay, tease it you, out? You turn it over so the rounded side is down, and then you got the corner to work Oh, from. I see. Okay. okay. I like the, it. I like then it. it's People rocking, are, isn't it, then? And then no, I'm like no, no, trying no, no, to cut no, no, it no, as no, it's no. moving. Yeah. This is Jeff's... This is just the scientist. If you're trying to cut it against the rounded edge, what happens? The knife slips. Oh, does it? Jeff, you need to sharpen your knives. Right. Stuff like that. The really (laughs) earth shattering thing. But the thing that gets missed often is our stuff really improves with storage. It isn't just the convenience, it's the flavor, and you start to get sourdough. And that's why we ended up getting a a greatest hits book, is because of. People ran out of yeast during COVID because the stores couldn't keep it stocked. Right, right. And they were making sourdough. We have a sourdough recipe from one of our old books. We've upgraded it, have a million new tips in it. But the truth is most people won't have time for that. Right. And they'll come back to our basic. And if you store it, it starts to get sourdough character. Oh, so that's, that's tr- huge. Try to avoid making it on day zero. Yeah, Let right. Let it go a day or two. Oh, yeah. that's a good tip. Yeah. Like plan ahead. And it what we do. But is, you don't have to. I was gonna say. Yeah, I almost also, never do. I, I don't think ever of any of yours. I don't think I've ever like. I think it's always like, okay, now what do I do if I have to make it now? You we know make I mean? it yeah. and then we use it for right. like we wait and then we start freeze pizza balls. Right. Yes. Right. So we don't even leave it in the refrigerator for very long. Yeah. Well, a couple days and then right. I parcel it into balls and just put right. them in the freezer because you know I put everything in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, we well, know. That's actually a we're great... gonna have to have like a whole sociological that's hunt through your freezer. I know. Oh so God, that's right. a huge carbon event. dating yeah. for people who can't resist eating bread four times a day when it's sitting in the fridge. Yeah. Freezing it is a technique, and frankly, I do it. Also, people like. Like um, when I first met Jeff and we were battling this recipe together, he was storing the dough for 30 days and it gets really funky and very sour. And he loves that. Yeah. I like it more around week one. Yeah. But everybody sort of has their preference as to how sour they want it to go. So you can apps. Some people prefer it on day one. Yeah. Which is great. Um, And like you said, if you freeze it, it stops the sour process. Right. And so if you find that like perfect balance for yourself, just freeze the dough and then you have it at the ready too. Yeah. 
That's good stuff. Do you okay? So how long in the fridge? So you're you're keeping it in the fridge and it gets sour, gets sour. Are you doing anything to it? Are you adding no. anything to it? You just let no. it sit in a container. If, if you if you try to add things to it, you'll knock the gas out of it. Oh, you want it? You, you're trying to in our method preserve the gas that was there from the original rise. Okay, and not handle it too much. If you mix stuff in, you can add flour again if it gets too wet, but then yeah. let it sit on the counter again for two hours okay. to re-ferment. Okay, so but then but. It's going to get complicated. No, 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 no. It's not complicated. <laughs> it's just that, but we do encourage people to make like the big batch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then they can fold mm-hmm. like things into it. You can do like raisins and nuts or olives. But you're going to pull a piece off and do it. Pull right. a piece yeah. off. Right. But like right. the stuff fold. that's like mm-hmm. sitting in your fridge, because I remember I let one sit there and I forgot about it a long time. Uh, and then uh, it got yeah. real funky and uh-huh. I was like, do I throw this away? Do, is there a savable? How do you, I mean... Well, I would have tried to save it. Zoe would have probably thrown it away. Probably, no, well, <laughs> I think the other thing that I do is I usually leave like a ball of it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, maybe a fist-sized ball of it in the container and then dump the new ingredients because then it's kind of like a sourdough starter. Yeah, okay. It's not going to, you know, help with the rise, but it's going to definitely impart the flavor and actually huh. if you have a whole batch like that that's, that's not that great tip. you can break that up and freeze it and then use it to start multiple new batches oh that's a good I actually idea do that I all the time. Like a reinvigorator yeah because yeah. it was looking real funky with like a little bit of water and it the was kind of like that's gray looking that's like, the other thing is, is that we have what did you say I said gray, gray is good gray is good gray is good, gray is good especially in your hair um we also have all kinds of tips and all this kind of information on yeah. our website. So if people are feeling a little bit overwhelmed by all of this Super deep good. dive, yep. we've got it, uh, videos and, you know, photos and everything because we've, you know, over the course of the many, many, many years we've been doing this together and all the questions from our readers yes. and all the tips from our readers, we have tons of information. Oh, good. Okay. And what do you think is like the, the number one thing you guys, what was the, what's the thing, like the big revelation that you've had that is most important that you want people to know? You mean since we started? Since you started. Since since the first book to now you're at a best of book. So, Story of the Doe, that story always gets missed. Yeah. Um, God, big revelation. We've decreased the the yeast from the very first book. You don't need quite as much. You you guys all have the later books. Yeah. Yep. So we use a tablespoon or one packet for a four-pound batch of dough. I still have the original, too. Like... Even in a cookbook swap yeah. or like going yeah. through my books, oh, you really? made the you've made two time. moves. Yeah. yeah, you've not. You know, I still <laughs> that original book means a lot to me just because oh, I remember great. feeling like the only other place that we'd even heard about this was the New York Times guy, right? And you guys were like local. We knew you, and you came on, and here was your book, and so yeah. I still keep my original. And to set the record straight, we were in the Times also, but yeah. it didn't make quite the splash. <laughs> yeah, right. and his. His wasn't as good. He didn't have as much detail. I didn't. We think. don't like to talk about. No. <laughs> you know what? His method I didn't say works. His, name. his method works. Yeah. Um, it's wetter. It's a little too wet to do a free form. So you have to do it in, in a, the Dutch oven. In the Dutch yeah. oven, which you can do with ours. But yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to. And his stuff is not to say that he doesn't have a pizza book because he does. I'm here. I'm promoting. I know. I know. Okay. So let. Okay. So for me, the biggest revelation that happened over the course of the years for us was baking the bread in a crock pot. Really. And especially October. It's crock October. I didn't even know that was a thing. But I have to say, it took me many, many, you know, years to finally try it out. 
It's awesome. And around the holidays when your oven is full of pie and all the other yeah. things or cake. <laughs> so much cake. <laughs> so much cake. Um, Soy bakes cake. I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? But is there a cookbook cake. like that? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Um, but, uh, but baking the bread in a crock pot is is an excellent alternative. Would and you that, can do cinnamon rolls and all kinds of things. And that's in your book, too? In the book, too. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And would that translate to, well, instant pots can also be crock pots. It's just yes. the slow cook function, right? Yeah. Yes. I I have not yet gotten it to work in the... High pressure uh, situation. High pressure yeah. situation. Uh, but yes, in the crock pot yeah, mode. As long as we do slow cooker. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah. All right. Well, it is. We've put a link to the book, The Best of Artisan Bread in Five Minutes a Day. It's Zoe Francois, Jeff Hertzberg. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Love having Thank you come you. in Always. anytime. Thank you. We'll All be right. back. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. We are going to do a little flip. <laughs> we are. We have, if you've been. Desperately waiting for your favorite segment, which is top two and hour two. It is here. Top two and hour two. Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, winning, winning. All right, so this is the time of the show, a little belated, but still good and fresh, that we talk about things that we are interested in, that are on our mind, that we can't stop thinking about. So why don't you go ahead and what's your first one? Okay, so I kind of snuck it in a little bit earlier, but the Dakota is back open. It is open for seeing shows, and they have a new chef, and it's Remy um, Pettis from Bardo. He worked in conjunction, I think, with Tim McKee on the menu. It's kind of a Southern twist. And first of all, just going to the Dakota, I love seeing live music, and that is such a great experience. But the food, I think, equally is matching now the experience. But did you go not, see a show? I did. We went and saw Tina Shaleski sing Simone and Sinatra. She was so great. Oh, nice. And it's like Southern, and it's not super like fussy food, but like his signature's all over it. So there was a sweet potato tortelli, which he makes, I think, just delicious pasta. Mm-hmm. It was in a sagey kind of buttery sauce. That was fantastic. I also had quail that was um, in uh, over collards. Which was like fried chicken, basically, but yeah. it was little quails that were just like little petite, little yummy teeny, little, tiny things. little things. And the collards were excellent. There was also a blackened uh, fish that was on a succotash. Just the menu was really thoughtful. We had some great drinks. There was like an apple cider cocktail that was made with tequila. Yeah. And had a sugared rim. And it had a really forward tequila taste because it was a little bit smoky. It was super great. And then we had for dessert a crepe with bananas and it had a little bit of bacon. Yeah. Which was also very interesting. Yeah. I just, I loved the food. I love seeing shows there. I'm really all about trying to miss, get the experiences in that I missed during COVID. Sure. And the Dakota's back. It was awesome. Good. Okay. I like that. Yeah. It's, he's, uh, he has family in the South. And so he's trying to cook from some family recipes. Well, and you know who is apparently doing the biscuits? No. Apparently, they're using Betty and Earl's biscuits on oh, the menu. What do you know? So if you're looking for those, there yeah, it is. Dakota. Um, okay, so my first one is actually going to be something that's happening on Monday, which is, um, let me find this here. It is, it's at Marna's up in um, 
Robbinsdale, if mm-hmm. you've been there, um, it's kind of one of those great little places that, uh, you know, sometimes I've talked about it before. I do kind of love them. Um, and they are doing a cool thing called Taco Night at Marna's, and it's on November 1st. And um, they've got a special night where they're doing food drinks um, to benefit the Twin Cities Community Food Project. And the Community Food Project, they've been doing these kind of pop-ups and different things all over town. Different, They've had a burger thing. Um and they're doing this, so it's all, it's basically tacos for a good cause. Six bucks of every taco flight is donated to the International Institute of Minnesota, which they help people who are new Americans who have just become, you know, immigrants, um, who kind of like, you know, settle in and really kind of understand how the country, the crazy country we live in works. So I really love this idea that these guys are doing it. And I love tacos. So yeah, win win. Um, and it's a big thing because Angelo Panaccio or Panaccio is the, you know, he was the guy behind Bar Luchador, which everybody loves yeah. Bar Luchador. Um, and he's up there and he's kind of spearheading this. So he's, it's Taco Night at Marna's. It's November 1st. So it's Monday night and um, I'll be up there. I'm yeah. going. I have tickets. Monday night. Monday night. Uh, okay. So if you are a fan of the Thai Basil Bloody Mary. Yeah. That's at, it used to be at the Happy Gnome. It's our friend Charles Lovejoy. Now he's got a Thai basil Bloody Mary at Holman's table, but he's bottling the mix finally. Yeah, he started doing Lovejoy's Bloody Mary mix, which is great. But the Thai basil is also super special, and he's finally started bottling that. So he's got both brands now, and you can find it at lovejoysbrand.com. I'll put a link up. But if you like a spicy, delicious, lemongrassy Bloody Mary. Love Joy's Bloody Mary mix. Nice. I love that too. Um, Okay. So my other thing is also a charitable kind of gig, if you will, um, on happening on Monday because we are coming into feast season, obviously. And I kind of feel like I just want to start thinking about how, you know, I know that we do a lot of thinking about feeding other people, our friends and family, but trying to extend that beyond your circles and just to let you know that um you know normally the walk to end hunger is on um thanksgiving morning at the Mm -hmm. mall of america but this year they are doing something different they are um they're letting you know that you can do the walk any day it's not just one day because hunger is not fighting on one day the the route is open and available to be walked any time November, because we're launching on Monday, no hunger November. And so between loaves and fishes and second harvest, um, they're all working hard to build. Um, their goal is two hundred to raise $200,000. They have raised 65000 so far, so which is a pretty great thing, but we have to kind of get a little harder. How much do we have to walk, farther. or is there a specific route? Yep, there's a little route, and there's the fun part is, is that the route, the route is... Um, it has got activities and it's got fun things on it. So when you're walking it, you know, you're kind of entertained. But the whole point is to raise funds, like having people sponsor you sure. and do all that kind of stuff and donations to do okay. it. So um, we're going to put a little thing up there. So it's Walk to End Hunger 2021. And it's the route is available anytime this month. You can do it. So if you can't, like for me, I'm always like, oh, I would love to do that. But I'm cooking. Like yeah, that I'm morning, I'm always cooking. So why can't I do that? The next morning, or we're going to do it the week before. The route? Is it at the mall? It's at the Mall of America. Oh, I love this idea. Yeah, so you this could is like a great make one. it like a girls' outing. You absolutely yeah. could do that, and then go have drinks. Like absolutely, do the, you know. Um, and why by do the I way, always have to have drinks with everything? You but yeah. you know, but since its inception in two thousand eight, the Walk to End Hunger has raised over three million dollars. That's you guys. fantastic. Like it's one hundred percent of the proceeds are distributed to the organizations. Yeah, so in like, the Twin Cities, so that's people a huge that are thing. food insecure. There's a lot of people. Yeah. 
No, yeah, there it is. It's totally, there's like, there it is. You can send, and you get like a little passport. Actually, that's a really good idea to do the walk. Register, do the walk, yeah. and then go have a drink. Uh, quick, I want to mention Erte in the Peacock Lounge in Northeast Minneapolis. I went there for dinner last night. Yep. It's a locally owned spot. They had a, We had great meat, so good steak. These scallop potatoes that were crazy delicious. Oh, yeah. Brussels sprouts with bacon lardon. Um, a beautiful salad with a green goddess dressing. There was a diced bread basket. There was a espresso martini for dessert. Just like a lovely, that bar is a lovely bar just to have a nice drink at. It's really pretty. But a local dining room that's just being run by a couple that does a great job. We had a beautiful meal. My husband was like, I can't wait to go back. Oh, great. He loved it. Yeah. And no. sometimes you just got to like get out of your comfort zone. It had been a couple of years since I'd been there. So I was well, glad to revisit. Yeah. Right. Not too long before the pandemic, they had relaunched it. So yeah. It was, Erte and the Peacock Lounge. Yeah. She said they've owned it for three years. Yeah. Great stuff. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with more Halloween dishes to try. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Hello, Weekly Disher. Spring is sprung and that means the best tasting wild caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because you see Sitka Salmon is a community supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my instant pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So, weekly dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type Sitka salmon shares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. So, save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka S I T K A salmon shares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Happy Halloween, by the way. Happy Halloween. Halloween I'm going to check in on my Insta story and see if we're Butterfly or if we're Grim Reaper. Any votes? Ooh. What is it? Staff Butterfly is 72%. Because Grim it's more Reaper creative. is only 28%. And also, I think Butterfly is a little bit more... My speed. It is sort of your, your vibe. I'm a Butterfly vibe yeah. chick. And the Grim Reaper also is sort of... I don't know. It's so played out. It's played out. Okay. Everybody, All right. I think I think Butterfly. Also, then you don't have to do a huge makeup thing, which is better. And Butterfly is certainly easier for me. So. Yes. Okay, I think Butterfly it's cute. it is. I think it's super cute. Um, okay, so I just wanted to say that, like, if I could have a Halloween party, I would. I always wanted, I always, always, always want to have a Halloween party. And I haven't. Um, I did, when the kids were younger, we used to, when in the old, old house, and I lived on, um, in the woods. And we had, like, a trail of terror, and yeah. we did, like, so many great things. And so I kind of always have loved that. And I've always wanted to get it back, but I'm not going to do it this year, you know, obviously, because I'm just in my new little house. And it's also, I don't know if, I don't know if do adults really want to go to Halloween parties at people's houses? I guess no, because I invited people, but yeah. it's been a... I don't think they do. <laughs> it's been a low turnout, well, but I'm think, having a block party. We're having a block party, so it's a little different. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like they're coming to hang out at your house. It's a standing outside, right. Right, you right. know, 
kind of standing at our bonfire in our driveway. Yeah. I don't know. And so that's, you know, but I did think that that even if when when we had the kids and we were doing the, you know, the trick or treating, we always used to make fun things. And that's where the stuffed pumpkin would come in and whatever. But there are some fun other like things that if you're going to a Halloween party, if you're having dinner, even if you're just doing it tomorrow night, um, you know, before kids go out, this is kind of a fun stuff. Um, there's a couple of things like the obvious mummy hot dogs. Have you ever done that? Wrapping the hot dogs in yeah. puff pastry, yep. the croissanto, and doing the mummies. That's uh, so cute. Real cute. It's yeah. so cute. And if I you just have want kids, it. Like, yeah, that's a cutie. Here's a great idea that I thought was really fun: doing Bloody Mary shots, but doing them in syringes. Like having a syringe that is filled with, I know, but it's spooky and kind of gory in the right way. And you just shoot it into your mouth. Opioid-ish. Well, no, it's like, you know, I mean, I mean, there's, I think you're shooting it into your mouth and it's a Bloody Mary shot. You know, it's kind of vampire. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, What about uh, pumpkin? uh, This is a thing that like taking your deviled egg and then putting a little chive on it, the front. So it kind of looks like a pumpkin. So they're pumpkin deviled eggs. Oh, they're super cute. cute. See? Oh, yeah. So the. Not pumpkin in the mix. Let's be clear. I don't want pumpkin in my egg mix. It's smoked paprika is sprinkled on it. And then there's a little chive yeah. like the stem. It it's just cute. makes it a perfect stem. It doesn't mean that it has to be pumpkin flavored. Yeah. Let's be or clear, you don't have to dye the eggs pumpkin color. No, orange. let's not get too crazy. Like a little bit of easiness thing. Uh, I think we did this before. Pizza bagels for the kids. Yep. Pizza you know, bagels where, are cute. And then you take the mozzarella stick and you kind of, and it melts on top in the shape of a ghost. That was always fun. I just love that idea. Jello shots. Are you having jello shots tonight at your party? No. Come on. But you should. I know. You're going to be a great grandma. I am. Because you're going to do fun I'm, stuff. Well, I'm already a great. You, everything. <laughs> Your self-esteem I is mean, really seriously. intact today. I know. But honestly, Halloween was always, I mean, I, I mean, I, we dressed up. Yeah, Everybody I dressed am, up. There's just, again, we talked about this last week. You're kind of either in or you're not like, yeah. I'm struggling. Yeah. Right. I know. And that's true. I mean, I get that. And you did the decorated birthday cakes. Yeah. Like, you were that. better at all the things. I mean, it just, it's creativity and fun. I, but I was never, to be clear though, it's not like everything had to be perfect. And it wasn't like a full scale thing. Like the Pinterest boards, like your graduation, Ellie's graduation party table with like yep. the flags. I was never that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I was never about like a making messier. Yeah. It's all like, it's all the factor of like, get it done and then be like, Oh my God, that's cool. Right. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, this is seven cool things. I usually did one. Yeah. But I do say like, like making the cons- costumes. I was looking back at some of Jake's and doing like Beetlejuice where we just took, Cute. he had a black suit and we just white duct taped it. You know, in stripes yep. and then did his hair. And it's like those things. That's good. Homemade that, costumes are the best. It has to. Like, there's something about it. Like, and I I did buy him one costume, I think, over the entire time. I'd buy an element here or there. Like, there's a wig or, you know. Devil so, horns. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but it was mostly, you know, stuff you find in your house. Or, and I did buy him one, which he, because you can't really make Jesus as easily as he was buddy. buddy that Christ. was a good one. That was a really good that one. That was a really good one. Like he, one. Any, when he was the dude. Yeah, he was he's and then he was the we big bought uh, we, we did buy a um brown robe. Of course, and he wears it. Like that's his robe. <laughs> so, I'm like you're basically that's fine. Um these are cute too, dipping your strawberries in white chocolate and then putting little ghost faces on them. Yeah. I like that idea. That's a sweet deal. Um and then I like the mummy meatballs if you're not going to do hot dogs too. Um lots of cute little things that I'm going to put up for you guys to kind of look through. Um but I do think there's also 
like Halloween when you're doing dinner, like if you're preparing stuff for the kids yep. before you go out. Do you do you remember? If, did you guys always have a specific thing? We usually had chili just because it was like easy and she could eat it when she came back from trick or treating. Yeah. But then we would make the um, the brownies with the leftover candies. Oh, you did. Yeah, we would press like we'd take a bunch of like the M and M's, the cut up Kit Kats, the Milky Ways, whatever, and we would put them. We'd make brownies and then we'd put them on the top. I got this idea from you too. Yeah, no, yeah, we would the make monster like, brownies. Yeah, yeah. We, what do they call them? Candy, candy, candy brownies or whatever. Garbage can. Yeah, I usually of. make ice cream with it. I just throw everything into the ice cream maker and just make ice cream because then it can stick around for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate the. I hate it when you open the candy bars that you've gotten and they're dusty. The dusty chocolate where you're like, you people have been holding onto this candy since last year, haven't you? Seriously. Yes. I mean, that's the grossest. Um, If you're making dinner, I think the chili is kind of a great idea. A lot of people do the chicken wings and call them bat wings. Oh, that's cute. Isn't that cute? I heard that one because they're eating, you know, because you're chewing on bones and stuff like that, which is true. Um, Someone made a bolo and they called it blood and guts pasta. I was like, I don't like that idea. That's just too, that one is too close to me. Yeah. Having like. Blood and guts pasta, and it's just bolo. <laughs> just it's a meat sauce. I thought it was cute uh, to do mummy pot pies as well. You know, like doing like the the pastry on top of your pot pie as a mummy face. If you're doing pastry anyway, yeah, you know, like bandages. Um, this is funny. Look at this guy. They called this roast loin of werewolf. I guess it's really all about the marketing, really. Yeah, because you're I... gonna do a tenderloin and just call it roast loin of, of werewolf. <laughs> This is kind of when I was naming recipes for the cookbook. Yeah. Kurt was like, what makes this like a Burnside Lake recipe? I was like, I don't know. Like Burnside roast. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, pine cone. Yeah. Roast. And I just like, I don't know, like so-and-so's cookies. Oh God, seriously. Okay. So if you're going to do, because I know that you were also someone who, did you give out walktails, like cocktails or beers to people, to parents? No, we haven't. See, I'm thinking that I have no idea in this neighborhood how much I like what I can get away with. But my favorite when we lived in Minneapolis, when the kids were really little and people would have like a tub of beer for the parents for their trick or treat. Yeah, the walktail. Yeah. Or they'd have like, you know, like a little go, you know, a beer on the go for your koozie and stuff. And I feel like I don't know my neighbors well enough. Will they be offended if I say, did you want a drink? No, they'll probably like it. I think we're going to turn the lights off. Oh, you are? Maybe. And just like watch the Vikings game and have a bowl of some soup or chili or something. Yeah. Just where are you going to go? Duds. You can't hide. Your your house is lit up. I know, but we'll just like you... go in the basement. Oh, you could go in the basement. Your yeah. window is we'll down there. And we'll just turn the lights down <laughs> and just pretend we're not there. Because my neighbor, we share a driveway and they have like a five-year-old. So they're going to go like around the block and be done. Yeah. I was like, are you going to pass out candy? They're like, no, we're not passing out candy. Yeah, no, huh? So no one will, co- if, if anyone comes up to the driveway. They won't walk up your driveway. No. If there's no lights on. That's right. It's not worth it to walk up your driveway. Because it's a long walk. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, and my mom is uh, famous for turning the lights off on, you know, whatever. But I have, yeah, I'm going to get a visit from, um, you know, some people I know. And so I kind of feel like this is my first year. You had a friend that we shall remain nameless because I don't really know her, but I feel like I know her because of you. And she's a new mom and she had a new mom party where they dressed all their babies up in costumes. It was so cute. (laughs) I know. I couldn't even. I I was like, 
all these little like bundles wrapped up in these little like, dressed baby as a costumes. pumpkin, dressed as Yoda, dressed as a, a hot skeleton. Dog. They were as just a hot dog. adorable. I, I know. couldn't get enough of it. I know. That's why I sent it to you. I was like, this is cute. It's so funny because I was like, you know Liz? You no, know? I don't, don't know her. I no. just feel like I know her because she's your friend I and That's I follow true. her on Instagram. I do think that Halloween in the stages of like, you have it for the kids, right? You're all about candy. You're all about dressing your kid up in the cutest thing. It's for the kids. And then there's a part where you go into like, you kind of have like the adult side of things, you know, you have like the fun things They well then, and then you have the teenage into college years and then Halloween is like intense, right? Right. That's like the big fun stuff. And then I think you go away from it again and now maybe you come back later and start to like when you would go to parties and dance clubs and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I'm interested to see what it all shakes out and what everyone, uh, and I'm also interested to see what kind of candies other people are giving out. I'm totally into wondering about that. Right. Like, are you going king size? Are you going fun size? Do you, are you, I, I'm sorry, but Tootsie Here's Rolls. Here's what we're going to, if we do do something, we're going to do snack bags of chips. Oh. Because we're going to buy a bunch of snack bags of chips for the party. Just for having, oh, because mm-hmm. you have them. That's yeah. not bad. And then. You could easily just set a bowl at the end of your driveway, too. You know yeah, what I mean? But some kid's just going to come and take them all. So, so what's what? the point of that? I know, but why do I you? Don't wanna, I don't want to sponsor hooliganism. Oh, I see. I don't want to have rule breakers emptying their bowl into their pillowcase and being like, look at that. It's Halloween. I'm a rule it's follower. Supposed, you get one. It's supposed to be the night of mischief and pranks. No, I don't like <laughs> pranks. I don't like mischief. I'm going to ding I'm going to freaking TP your house tonight. <laughs> you so just you will. be ready for it. I'm coming by with my roll of super triple ply which is hard to get off you live near me friend you're close now yeah but you don't know where i live (laughs) actually i have uh, i don't or i would have come over last weekend when you had the bolo party and every cool person in town was there but me and i was having fomo oh i don't know maybe if you would have actually not stood me up for someone else the night before maybe that would have been okay you're not invited to anything ever again you lost it you lost privileges oh we'll be right back she's so not kidding either Hey everybody! Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging out with us today on this spooky Saturday. Yes, and you know what next week is? It's feast, feast season. It's we get the- to start talking about Thanksgiving. Oh my god, you guys! We're going to talk about so and much. And there's stuff. been an update because Steph yes. is not traveling. Right, for Thanksgiving. I was going to Seattle, and I want to thank you guys. A couple of you sent me great tips on where to eat in Seattle, and I love that idea. Um, I am not. We are not. We're staying home. Uh, everyone's coming, to, and I'm going to cook in the new house for the first time. And just, we had a couple family things just pop up. And that so just we're both made entertaining. Hard. So, yeah. So, that's it. And so, and it's going to be, you know, sadly, we, I think we don't have the show that Thanksgiving weekend. No. I, I think they they'll put us on vacation. Letting us do that, because it was always fun to have, you the know. Thanksgiving show. The kids there, and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. But that's okay. We are, I'm happy to have a sleep in as well after that. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm trying to figure out to order the turkey. And again, I want to let everybody know from what I've been told, there is not a turkey shortage. So do not freak out. Um, But I would say get, get on your list. And if you are thinking, you know, next week, we're going to talk a lot about some of the takeout things and some of the boxes that are available because those are going to start popping up. I'm going to put a post up on MSP mag on Monday um, for just to kind of kick it off. And there will be uh, lots of places that sell out early if you're interested in getting like a takeout meal or uh, a, a meal kit. Yeah, I know Red Cow and Red Rabbit just posted theirs yesterday. Yeah, so, and there's a bunch. They're all, you know, and there's a lot of people who are also going to be open for Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And doing restaurant meals. And I thought It feels that? like restaurants are just, like, everywhere you go is busy. 
Well, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, and that everyone's is, out, and there's very few masks, and people are yeah. just sort of ready to get back to it. There's, yeah. It's just, the problem is that they they can't handle, you know. But it's just that everyone's still understaffed. I mean, it's not as dire as it was. There definitely has been an uptick, but the, people are not fully flushed the way they were before. Right. So right. just remember, as we always like to caution, you know patience and gratitude and understanding that the person in front of you may have been never been a server and now they are and they're serving you and just having that little bit of patience so that they can get you your food even if it's not exactly perfectly done someone mentioned to uh someone that isn't in the food business she said have you noticed that restaurant prices have gone up so much she was giving me an example of a salad that she buys at a certain place yeah and that salad has increased nine dollars since when she had it last yeah and it's a lobster salad. So, well, I mean, we had Trent on last week, and he talked a lot about what that, why that was. Yeah, and it's just it. I, you know, I saw seventy dollars steaks on a menu this week. Yeah, well, they've been up. I'd see there. you'd see those at Mel. You'd see them at Manny's or like. Well, you were at a steakhouse too, right? Yeah. I mean, that's. I assume that's you're talking about where you were. But the Wagyu steak well, was one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Well, Wagyu is like a, I know a luxury, but item. it still wouldn't have broke a hundred before. I don't know about that. Wagyu might have. I mean, it was up at like it was before Birch closed. It was at like ninety bucks for All sure, right. for sure. But none. I mean, that stuff has always been because it's it, you don't get it here. The cheapest you know? steak on the menu was. $39 and it was a sirloin and it was six ounces. You know, what's funny is I was talking. Yeah. I remember when we were doing menu planning with ocean air way back in the day mm-hmm. when I worked for them and it was like they, the idea that we had like a $30 pasta was like, or a $30 dish was just freaking everybody out. Somewhere this week had a $38 lasagna. Yeah. And if it's got beef it had in it, short ribs in it. Yeah, so. for sure. And mm-hmm. that's the thing is like, we have to get away from, I think actually eater put up an article that, actually made me crazy mad and it was because it's totally from and you know i'm not digging on our millennials but yet it was totally from some woman who was like championing eating at chili's at the two for 25 steak dinner and she was coming at it like you you don't have to be snobby and like you can put your snobby aside and eat this and you can still feel good about yourself and my point is i don't think that's responsible to then champion a that cheap of a meal when that is not realistic food pricing, like having a steak dinner for two people, two steak entrees for under for $25. That's not creating a realistic portrait of what food costs in the world. And because they are a chain and because they have huge buying power and they're not really following any sustainable practices or really supporting any local businesses. To me, that's like basically saying, great, let's all just screw the local people. Right. And small business. And I can't believe that Eater, who loves to champion their flipping, you know, they love to be the champions of causes of, you know, the workers and, and small businesses and stuff, that they would just put that up there like that. Yeah. It felt really. I can see your felt, point of view on that. I got real frustrated with it. So. Nonetheless, um, but it, we are in the front of eating season, and I think that's a good. I think that's. A, I think that'll be fun. I think it is going to be. The New York Times had an article out last week that I thought maybe we might talk about next week, which is basically how expensive it will be to make the Thanksgiving meal, and a lot of places are thinking about doing budget recipes. A lot of like the food mm-hmm. media is already kind of putting out things like the you know, four ingredient side dishes, right? Things like that. So that you're not creating, you're not going into elaborate production on a dish 
because the more ingredients are going to be more costly. So maybe you go a little more simple this year. Maybe your spaghetti squash is a spaghetti squash with like, you know, like a salted butter, cheesy butter. Yeah. And then like, you know, that's that's how you that's all you have to do. I do think I've been thinking about food prices and like just, you know, because I'm buying so much food because I'm cooking all this cookbook stuff and mm-hmm. it's just getting crazy. My grocery bills. But I've been thinking about like, well, maybe this is just like that. I eat more beans and that I do more things with inexpensive cuts and it forces me to get more creative and more clever about what I'm cooking. Yeah. That steak becomes a accoutrement instead of the main course, because my husband would eat steak every single day if he could. Yeah. I mean, just beef, 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 beef. Yeah. And I'm I like, think, maybe we won't eat beef every day. Yeah. It's okay. God, no. I, and I think there's a, I mean, Jerry baby is definitely a protein kid. Like he needs the proteins. And so that was where we were like, okay, well we have to switch the protein up. Is you it know? bean? Is it turkey? Is it egg? Is it, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Instead of like having a ramen bowl with eggs is, you know, a couple eggs is actually can hit your protein needs and actually make you feel full. Your body is always searching for protein. I feel like, or specific people are, but yep. Um, I do think that when we're talking about the feast this coming up year and we remember like you talk about your grocery bills, we just have to remember that there's people who can't even I mean, like they see those grocery bills and they're like, wow, I can't I've got this amount of money and that's it. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you, I don't know if you've watched Made, by the way. Mm-mm. Wow. It is on Netflix and it is this great uh, series, limited series. We know season and Andy McDowell and her daughter are in it. And it's about a woman who, you know, leaves sort of a uh, violent relationship and leaves with nothing and has nothing. And it's like her journey through getting food stamps and, you know, going on snap and getting assistance. And it's, right. it's poignantly felt. It is not dramatized overly, but it is wonderfully done. And it's, it's a super, it's a superlatively written piece and the way that they do they have like the dollars that she's thinking about clicking down on the side of the and it it makes you remember like what happens when you accidentally overfill your car by two dollars and you don't have any cash and yeah. you don't have a credit card and what that feels like so yeah. i would i just recommend that one but i mean also i remember being so poor we couldn't buy cookies yeah as we go into like talking a lot about or feasting packaged bread i think thinking about those kind mm-hmm. of things and remembering to reach out to people who may Absolutely. need it is a good thing all right everybody well hopefully we'll see some of you at the cookbook swap i'm so excited and happy halloween and butterfly one Ooh.